welcome. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. I am happy that you found me, but more importantly, I am thrilled that you have found Jesus. Friends, there is power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we'll be unleashing discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter Jesus to transform. And we learn from the book of Jeremiah that God honors and blesses those who diligently seek his word. Or if you're a longtime listener, I'm going to welcome you back right now. Because again, as in the book of Jeremiah says, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. So be prepared to power up your life as you join me and others each week as we explore all things pertaining to Jesus. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, now let's take a moment and prepare ourselves to enter into God's presence today. Allow me to speak a blessing over your life. The blessing comes in the form of a benediction from Moses' brother, priest Aaron, out of the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Well, again, friends, welcome back. It is lovely to have you joining in this morning. And, you know, Jesus's mother, Mary, if we think about it, had experienced the ultimate miracle of immaculate conception. And can you imagine how the rest of her life played out raising and living with Jesus? Well, most likely she was witness to miracle upon miracle. And Jesus was on a mission to save the world. And when we bring our problems to God, we must be open enough to realize he may have a completely different plan than we do. This is when we need to be obedient to him, submitting and allowing him to deal with problems or challenges that we may be facing. You know, miracles are not merely superhuman events, but they are events that demonstrate God's tremendous power. And as we continue to learn, almost every miracle Jesus did was a renewal of fallen creation. We've seen restored eyesight, making the lame walk, and we're going to get to raising the dead. And miracles do help our belief, not because God's a genie that we can wish upon, but because he alone is our God who steps in, continuing his creation. Even in those of us who may be poor, weak, crippled, orphaned, blind, deaf, or with some other desperate need for recreation. So today we're going to continue on with the miracle account from the Gospels called Calming the Storm. And it can be found in three out of the four Gospels. But if you'd like to follow along with our reading this morning, go ahead and turn to the book of Matthew chapter 8 
verses 23 through 27. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a terrible storm came up with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went to him and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And Jesus answered, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he stood up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly all was calm. The disciples just sat there in awe. Who is this? They asked themselves. Even the wind and waves obey him. You see, the lake is the Sea of Galilee, which is a body of water 680 feet below sea level and surrounded by hills. Winds blowing across the land intensify close to the sea, often causing violent and unexpected storms. Even today, fierce storms with waves, sometimes as high as 20 feet, encompass the scene. And Jesus' disciples had reason to be frightened. Several of them were expert-level fishermen who knew how to handle a boat, but the peril was real. During this squall, they panicked. The Sea of Galilee is an unusual body of water. It's relatively small, only 13 miles long by 7 miles wide, and it measures 150 feet deep. The sea was and is known for sudden onset of storms appearing over the surrounding mountains with little warning, stirring the water into violent waves. And the disciples had not acted foolishly, setting out into the middle of a storm. They had been caught without warning, and the danger became great. And isn't that what happens in our lives, too? As we set out sometimes to do something, and we, too, are caught without warning, and danger becomes great upon our lives. But the boat would have been a fishing boat that they were traveling in. And there's a man named Josephus who was an ancient historian, and he wrote that there were usually more than 300 fishing boats on the Sea of Galilee at any given time. We know this particular boat was large enough to hold Jesus plus the 12 disciples, and it would have been powered by both oars and sails. So during a storm, the sails were taken down to keep them from ripping and to make the boat easier to control. And at this point, the disciples had already witnessed many miracles, but they panicked in this storm. They were experienced sailors, so they knew the danger that the storm presented with. They had not known that Jesus could control the forces of nature. And we too are no different than Jesus' disciples. We also encounter the storms of life. And these are times where we feel God can't or won't work. When we truly understand who God is, we begin to realize that he controls both the storms of nature and the storms of our troubled hearts. Jesus' power that calms storms is the same power in use today that is available to help us. When problems arise, we must lean into this help. All we need to do is ask for the help. We shouldn't discount his power even in terrible trials. 
This storm that the disciples faced was a physical storm, but the storms of life come in different varietals. Think of things that may cause you any level of anxiety or uncertainty. These are storms. For the disciples, they were perplexed that Jesus seemed to be unaware and unconcerned. We can worry when storms come and assume that Jesus no longer cares Or we can resist that fear and place our trust in Jesus. When we feel like panicking, we must confess our belief and need for God and then trust him to care for us. When we're in the storms of life, it's easy to think that God has lost control and then we're at the mercy of the winds of fate. The reality of the situation is, is that God is all sovereign. He alone controls the history of the world as well as our personal destinies. Just as Jesus calmed the waves for the disciples, he too can calm all the storms within our lives. And it's natural not to fully understand something without experience. The disciples lived with Jesus, but they underestimated him. They didn't see that his power applied to their very own situations. And Jesus has been with people for 20 centuries now. And yet we too, like the disciples, underestimate his power to handle crises in our lives. The disciples did not yet know enough about Jesus. We, however, cannot make the same excuse. And, you know, they say that the winds and these storms that Jesus rebuked, he did so because everything in all of creation listens to Jesus. He has command over all. And the storms of life or these winds that were on the Sea of Galilee may have just been Satan's attempt to literally rock the boat. So I'm hopeful you enjoyed learning more about Jesus's calming the storm miracle and that you're going to join back with me and others tomorrow as we learn about Jesus sending demons into pigs. And friends, if you have not been spiritually reborn, God made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess belief in God's son, Jesus. Listen to what the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. When we place our trust in Jesus, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God. Our sin was placed onto Jesus at his crucifixion, and his righteousness is given to us at our conversion. And we can never repay this extraordinary and extravagant gift of kindness back to Jesus. However, we can show him gratitude by growing in our relationship with him. We can make efforts to obey him, deepening this relationship daily. Today, friends, if this is you, respectfully, I'm going to challenge you to take a bold step of courage and openly pray and confess this saving salvation prayer after me. 
Father God, I'm repenting of sin, meaning I'm changing my ways of thinking. Jesus, I'm inviting you to come into my heart, taking up permanent residency. I confess your shed blood washed away my previous, present, and future sins upon that cross at Golgotha. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And then consider growing by joining a good Bible-based church where you can surround yourself with other like-minded believers who are going to help to build up and edify your faith in Jesus. Now, allow me to be the first person to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations, and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast airs on Wednesdays. So tune in along with your children when we're not in the middle of a series for your favorite Bible stories that you've grown up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus' unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, how to be joyful, what love in action looks like, Jesus' miracles, his parables, the harmonization of the gospels, biblical trust, and on and on. (laughs) I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark together on an adventure of all things Jesus. So please join me. And if you like this episode, make sure to like and subscribe so you'll get the latest releases as they become available. And much of today's podcast reference my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content to be inspiring or compelling, you can pick up a copy from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com, or at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or Dorrance.com. And importantly, friends, if you are unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. It's a great opportunity to do a rigorous deep dive into the Word of God. You won't be disappointed because it is full of God's Word. So until next time, remember you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. And the final sentence or blessing that comes in the very last book of the Bible comes out of Revelation chapter 22, verse 21, where the Apostle John blesses us by saying the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. So until next time, friends, God bless you.